some things shouldn't be transparent, like stop signs. But what you pay for should always be clear, like Hiller's true transparency pricing, always clearly itemized and never any hidden fees. Because you have the right to know what you're paying for. For more information, visit happyhiller.com slash true transparency pricing. Happy you'll be of the services free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. From the world of sports to the world of pop culture and beyond, it's step one. Learn sports. Now, your hosts, Brittany Wench and Avery Harder. Welcome to Step One Learn Sports, the podcast bridging the gap between pop culture and sports. I am Brittany Wench. I'm Avery Harder. We got Will Bowling with us, producer WB, and today Arby's on the road with the Titans. Brittany, I'm a little let down by your hello this week because last week was so <laughs> enthusiastic, Robin Williams-esque, and this was very professional. Can I tell you, I practiced saying hello because I was saying it so much like the girl hello. from uh, Miracle on 34th Street. And she said, hello, we'd love to have Santa Claus come stay with us. We're gonna, we'll mix it up every time from now on. Um, we, what a weekend. What a week. What a day. Oh, my gosh. You know what? Should we lead with our big announcement? Yeah. Uh, next week. Oh, I was like, what is our big announcement? <laughs> I know. I put announcement down. Was yes. Like, Let, let's yeah, all guess. it says is announcement. And Can I thought, guess? and then it says car under that. So I thought Brittany was going to announce that she got a new car. Well, but that's of. not the announcement. It's not. But I'm going to tell you about my car situation. Yeah. Um, the big announcement is that we are filling in for Jason Martin next week, September 25th. From 6 to 7 on 104.5 The Zone. You can listen to us wherever because obviously we talk about this. We are not from here. None of our families live here. The only people that listen to us in Nashville would be our boyfriends. That's true. Big That number we one have confirmation of. I'm sure we have a lot more, you know, giant fans. Mm-hmm. But uh, 104.5 The Zone app, tune in radio app, anything you want to listen to it on. 6 to 7 Central exactly. Time next Wednesday, the 25th. We are so excited. We're so excited. And it'll be podcasted. So if you miss it, you can go ahead and listen to it afterwards. Um, But we have a really, really, really fun podcast for you today. We have a guest with us who we have been wanting to get on this episode for a while. It's been an idea that we've kind of... We've kind of sat and baked with it for a while to decide how we wanted to come around with it. I can't imagine a more high-profile candidate to join us today. I totally agree. We can't wait to introduce him a little bit later. Um, But first, I have got to tell you, I have had such a day. So... Put your hands in the air and say an amen if you if you can relate to this issue that I am kind of going with right now. Bring My it. tags expire this month. Okay. okay. No big deal. You go, you get your emissions test. Then you go in and you um, stand in line for a little bit. You get the sticker. You slap it on your car. You're good to go for another year. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Well, if your transmission light is on, check engine yeah. on in your car, you have to obviously go get that fixed first because you'll fail your admissions test or emissions test I was like your admissions, admissions test we're gonna have a felicity huffman situation yeah, do you need no. me to pay for you to get past that no emissions um so i had to take my car in this morning and i get a call from the dealer this afternoon and he says so good news bad news good news is we know what's wrong bad news is because of the general motor strike mm-hmm. we're waiting on a part that we're not sure when it's gonna get in so now i'm like well my registration might go over but don't you have like a three month um, like grace period. Honestly, I have no idea. You're supposed to only have a 30 day grace period whenever you move to a new state to, you know, update your registration, your tags and everything. 
And I've lived in Tennessee for three years. Mm. Well, and I'm you a Florida resident. So. Not to sell yourself out or anything. Yeah, no, no, no. This is uh, f- completely fake. Circumstantial. Please tell me that you're having a better day or a better week than I am. I'm having a great day, great week. Feeling very creative, very proactive. I uh, One of my best friends just got a puppy. So last night I went to her house and met the puppy. Snuggled for a minimum of two and a half hours. Watched Bachelor in Paradise, RIP, Bachelor Nation is over for the next three months. I know, until... And I Uber Eats some Taco Bell. Oh, what a great night. Yeah, great Tuesday night. Oh, yeah, I got your Snapchat of uh, the... What's what's that drink called? The blue one, the Blaze? Uh, the Blaze. You clearly have never been to Taco Bell. Baja Blast. One time. One time. Baja Blast. Is Blaze, Baja Blast. the number one drink. But whenever I get a soda or a Coke or a Pop or whatever you call it, pop. I drink it's one pop. sip and then I throw it away. So I pay like two and a half dollars for a large Baja Blast for one sip. Hmm. Interesting. It's a character flaw. <laughs> Well, like we said, we have a very special guest in studio with us today that we cannot wait to pick his brain. But first, uh, some news. We're going to get to the skinny. Then we have a recap of this week's episode of Football Real World um, with the help of our special guest. And as always, we're leaving time for your no dumb questions. So, Avery, the skinny, if you will. All right, we got some Dancing with the Stars news. Christy Brinkley is out for the season due to breaking her arm. However, her replacement looks exactly like her. It's her daughter, Sailor Brinkley Cook. Okay, so first and foremost, this has to be said, Christy Brinkley is 65 years old. Not only did she break her arm, but the fall left her with multiple broken bones requiring surgery where they inserted a plate and screws. And on top of that, she had already dislocated her wrist and twisted her ankle earlier in practice. I wish I looked like that when I'm 65. I mean, I'm oh, I hope so. 20, how old, 26. I don't look that good. However, this will not be the end of Christy Brinkley because let's not forget that she survived both a helicopter crash and a serious horse accident. Wow. And Lamar Odom, Ray Lewis, also on Dancing with the Stars. We talked about that a while ago. They are singling each other out as their biggest competition, which is a little surprising. Mandy Moore releases new music for the first time in over a decade. My personal favorite piece of news today. The single is called When I Wasn't Watching, and it was also released with the music video. There is a lot of wind, lots of solo shots of her laying on the floor, leaning against the wall, floating in what is what looks like a shallow pool in a gorgeous red dress, waving her hands back and forth. You know, though, that she's getting water in her ears during those shots. It's like one of those uh, clean your face uh, Neutrogena commercials. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. what it looks like. Um, it's released ahead of the new season of This Is Us, which I can't say that I watch. Only because, like, I'm never around to watch things when they actually air. That's why we have Hulu. Former U.S. Women's National Team superstar Abby Wambach is being inducted into the Soccer Hall of Fame this Saturday. She played on the U.S. Women's National Team from 2001 to 2015 and for the University of Florida from uh, 1998 to 2001. She's currently an author, an activist, a speaker. She remains the all-time leading goal scorer in women's international soccer with 184 goals. She's got pages of accolades. She was named top 100 most influential people in the world by Time Magazine in 2015, the Associated Press Female of the Year in 2011. The list goes on. Such a well-deserved honor. She's made substantial contributions to the world of not only soccer, but also just being a female athlete in general. Goat City. Jaguars cornerback Jalen Ramsey demands a trade from the team following 0-2 starts this season and scuffle with head coach Doug Marone on the sidelines against the Texans this past weekend. 
So tell me about this, because it used to be the background on your phone. There have been trade rumors regarding Ramsey um, and the Jaguars since last year. Yeah, that was just rumors because he's in contract extension uh, this upcoming year, and they said they weren't going to extend it until after this season. So is he just super frustrated? Uh, he wants to play man-to-man defense, and our defensive coordinator is making him play zone, which doesn't really utilize him in the way he's meant to be. So he is playing uh, tomorrow night against the Titans. He That's will right. be on the field uh, set to play. We will see what happens with that. The curse of the NFL quarterback continues this season. Drew Brees is out for six weeks to a thumb injury. Ben Roethlisberger is out for the season for his elbow. And Eli Manning has been benched for rookie Daniel Jones. We include this headline as a word to the wise. Check your fantasy leagues. You may have drafted these players and not realized it, but you're going to want to go into your app. You're going to want to change these people out because they're not going to be playing this weekend. Yes, pick up their backups. And a little bit of sad news. Browns defensive end Chris Smith takes the field one week after losing his girlfriend in heartbreaking car crash. He dedicates the rest of the season to her and their one-month-old child, Haven. This is such a heartbreaking story. So they were driving on the highway, and one of the tires went out in his Lamborghini. Um, she, she got out of the car. She was, like, standing on the shoulder or something, and another car came by and hit her. They took her to the hospital, pronounced her dead there. The driver of the other car um, did admit to drinking, but a toxicology report has not come back. But it's just so, so, so heartbreaking. Heart, heartbreaking. Yeah. Devastating. Um, he played for Arkansas in college and then drafted by the Jags, which are Ironically, my two teams. two teams. Yeah, those are my two teams. And he's um, also on the Browns, which you were very hype yes. on before the season Oh, still started. am. Don't you worry. Still am. <laughs> Uh, heartbreaking though so I hope that um, they did win this past Monday Monday Night Football their primetime debut thank goodness yeah thank goodness he's surrounded by good people to hold him up they blew out those Jets 23 to 3 which leads us right into as we get on the topic of uh, football this week you may recognize him we have been graced with the presence of a very dear friend of ours you may recognize him from the midday 180 you may see him around town once a month on the Nashville Pedal, Pedal Tavern, or maybe you are a recent subscriber to his slapping new podcast, Chit Chad. Chad Withrow, our guest, joins us in studio. Brittany, you do a much better job saying Chit Chad than <laughs> I do. I have to really slow it down. Was I the first person to listen to this podcast, by the way? Uh, you were. I would say you. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big fan. Yeah. I, I continue to listen. You were definitely the first person that invited us onto a show. Yes, you After did. After listening Yeah, to you it. had us co-host with you for uh, two hours the week whenever everyone was out of town. You gave us our big break. Can I win a pair of the headphones that you have on right now, Brittany? Those are terrific. Is that I, rose gold? What color rose, is that? What do you call it? It's rose that? gold. It is rose gold. I'm yeah, sporting beautiful. a pair of uh, Beats by Dre. Okay. They are rose gold. They were actually given they're to me. They're not a sponsor of this podcast, they're not a sponsor. but they will no. be soon. Must yes. say, this is not an ad. They were given to me as a Christmas present this past year. I said for the last three years that I wanted a pair of Beats for Christmas. That's all I wanted. Everyone in my family, there's six of you, split it between all of you. That's all I want. Never got it, never got it. Finally decided I am going to just have to buy them for myself. This past year, my sister, her fiance, and my older brother surprised me. I had, like, forgotten all about it. I cried when I got them. Which is so, like, ridiculous to say, but it was something that I had, like, wanted for a long time, and thus were given to me as a gift. Well, they look great. Thank you very much. Probably not masculine enough for me to wear Mm. and pull off, but uh, they look good on you. Thank you very much, Chad. Um, Some of you might be asking, 
why we are having him join us this week. So we are walking into week four of college football, week three of the NFL. For most guys, it's just now getting interesting. They're still living day-to-day on their fantasy football apps. They can't wait for Saturday to veg on the couch with their buddies. However, their girlfriends, on the other hand, are like, okay, let's maybe go for a walk on Saturday. Let's go to brunch. Let's some do some airflow, else. maybe to a dog park, right. even if you don't have a dog. Let's make some other plans. Let's start, Chad, with the fandom. The best thing that I can relate sports fans' love of a bad team is to The Bachelor. Even if somebody that we don't want to be the next Bachelor or Bachelorette becomes the next Bachelor or Bachelorette, we can kick and scream and complain and be like, I am not going to tune in. We're kidding ourselves. There's no way this is going to be the most dramatic season yet. Again. Again, there's no way. You hate watch almost. Exactly. But we're going to watch anyway. Okay. But guys take it to a whole nother level. UT, for example, year after year, week after week, let's take the heartbreaking losses. How do you guys come back each week, each year with such a vested interest in this team? So I have a good buddy who, after the BYU loss, it broke him. Went up to the game. He tailgated all day. He was ready to go. Bygones be bygones after the Georgia State loss and thought, you know what, I'm I'm recommitting we're going to go and beat BYU. We're going to get the season back on track. Everything's going to be fine. Elante Taylor blows the assignment. They go down and kick the field goal. They go to overtime, second overtime, BYU wins. It broke my buddy. And he basically said, I am going to revert back to when I was eight years old. And college football and Tennessee football is just a fun activity on Saturday. You know, I'd read the Tennessean in the morning or the Knox News Sentinel if my parents brought me to the game. And then I'd watch the game and have fun. And that was it. It's just an activity on the side. He said, there are too many good things going on in my life. I cannot continue to allow Tennessee football to drag me down. I'm not going to read the message boards. I'm not going to read stories all week. So I think that's one way to combat it. But here's the honest truth. There's no way that he's doing that because he's still in our text chain telling us everything that's going on. He knows exactly what's happening with the team. So it's almost like the harder you try to get away from it when your team is bad and you try to tell yourself, you know, life is good. Why am I so worked up about this? The the magnetism is even harder. It he's pulls you to back like, in. Yeah. He's trying to sell himself out of loving the Vols. But, I mean, you have two heartbreaking losses that you should have won and still 60,000 people in Neyland Stadium this past weekend. Oh, eight, 86,000. Blew my mind yeah, that was, that many people stunned. were still there, but yeah. they are committed and addicted, I for was, lack of a better term. I was amazed, Avery, that that many people showed up for the Chattanooga game. But it just, I mean, it shows you that, and Tennessee fans are, are not different from a lot of other ones. They're, they're gluttons for punishment. As many times as Tennessee fans are going to say they've given up, they you know, the the Florida week goes on, and you convince yourself that hey, this this team maybe can pull this off, even though you know that's not going to happen. That they're going to completely wet the bed and turn the ball over five times, but you you convince yourself that something better's out there. I find myself at times with with Tennessee having to ask myself, why do I allow this to make me so mad on Saturday and Sunday? Like, you wake up the Sunday after the Georgia State game, you think, why, why am I still thinking about that? Why can I not move on? There's so many other games. There's great things happening all over the place, and I can't do it. If you go to a college football town on the weekend, you'll see, like, a nice couple jogging together <laughs> in the morning. And I'm thinking to myself, like, how great would this life be? I remember I was there for, like, uh, Tennessee, Oregon in 2011. And there's, like, this really attractive young couple, and they're, like, holding hands and jogging, and they've got a latte in the other hand. <laughs> And they're just a lot to do. They're running around campus. They're running around campus like, oh, what's going on today? Is there a game? You know, they're asking people, and I'm like, man, what a great life this must be. Like, we're nervous, worked up. 
and they're just out here enjoying their day, this nice autumn afternoon. There's there's some appeal to that, but then the good moments happen, and you think, boy, I'm glad I didn't miss this. Yeah, they're far and few between, but I would say that they are 100% worth the sadness, and that's coming from a fan who both of her teams – well, I'm sorry, Arkansas is uh, – Two and one, and the Jags are zero and two. So, it's going to be a long fall. But the major goal of our podcast here is to bring everyone who is listening up to speed for the weekend. So we're out on Wednesday. Get you prepped for NFL start on Thursday. College over the weekend. Chad, what games are you watching this weekend? I think the Georgia Notre Dame game is the one that I'm going to pay the most attention to. It's amazing because with all the hype of that game, and I know that both Georgia's AD and Notre Dame said there's going to be as many people outside the stadium. As oh. inside the stadium, and that's over 90,000 people yeah, wow. at Sanford Stadium. Um, but it's a two-touchdown line. You know, Tennessee-Florida is a 14-point line. It's the same in Notre Dame and, and Georgia. I think Georgia is going to just work them over in that game. But I am excited to see the atmosphere with that one. I, I think that um, Michigan-Wisconsin, if we're going out of the region, is a big game. There are a number of, of good games to watch this weekend. But uh, it's one of those days also where they spread it out nicely. You know, if you're a local fan, you've got Tennessee, Florida at 11 a.m. Uh, you've got, I think, Texas A&M, Auburn at 2.30. And then you've got Georgia. It's the CBS doubleheader. So you get Georgia and Notre Dame at night, which is great. Again, another reason to just watch football all day. And we've talked about this with you on the Midday 180 before. You can smell BS a mile away when you start talking sports with someone. If they use certain terminology or don't use certain terminology, you know right off the bat if they know something about sports or not. What's maybe the most common misuse of terminology or what gives someone away if you're like, I can tell you have no idea what you're talking about? Uh, Use of the word zero in sports. This is a very particular one, but if you say the final score was 27 to zero or my team is down seven to zero. Instead of like nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Or 7-0. Okay. 14-0. To me, that's a dead. Use the letter, not the number. That's a dead giveaway that, and honestly, I grew up watching sports. I never really thought about it until an early boss of mine when I started working at the radio station back when I, I was 22. And I was doing a scoreboard update for high school, and I said, I didn't even realize, I said, I said, it's, you know, 17-0 at half. And I was doing a TV game, you know, of our game of the week, and someone pointed out, I said, don't ever say zero. I don't know why I even said right, that. Because yeah. Yeah. I've Whoops. never heard it. I've never said it before. Yeah. It just came out that way. But that's a dead giveaway. Um, I think you can tell when people are, you know, just don't say too much. Yeah. I could keep talking right now, and I'm going to say something that sounds stupid. If I allow myself to talk about something I don't know anything about, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's just saying what you know and then getting out. Or dancing around it. I've heard people just say, like, yeah, I think they're going to be really good. Um, I like their quarterback. Their defense has been pretty solid. But I don't know. We'll see what happens on Saturday. I said a whole lot about nothing. Yeah. 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 Or just talking generalities about the programs. That, that actually brings me something that I noticed this weekend, watching football the whole time. The sideline reporters go up to the coach after halftime and after the end of the game, and they're like, Coach, what can your team do to be better? And all the coach says is defense needs to tighten up, got to make plays on offense. Same every, every coach time. says it in a different word scheme every time. And somehow the fans are like, groundbreaking. Yeah. Yes, you got it, Nick Saban. <laughs> tighten up the D. No one, like, come on. Light bulbs. You know what's amazing is we don't watch that sideline interview anymore to get any type of information. Yeah. The only reason we're watching it is to get that angry response from the coach. Will mm-hmm. Muschamp on, on CBS on Saturday was yeah. asked about a play that was 
incorrectly called, and he said, I'm not going to comment on that because I'll get fined every day the rest of my life if I say what I want. And then the second question came, and it was, got to play better, and then ran to the sideline. Well, they know they get two questions. Yeah. So if you notice, they're on their way to the locker room as the second question is asked. So you give that second answer really quickly. So I would make sure if I was a sideline reporter, you better have something specific. Yeah. It can't just be, great start, what do you need to do in the second half? Because they're going to say, well, more of the same and you know this and that. You got to get specific on a certain play. I, I thought, and I, I'm not sure, is it Allie LaForce? Is that the ch- the CBS one? Uh, that name Will Bowling's yeah. gonna look it up. I'm looking at it, Will. <laughs> Jamie like Erdahl. Jamie Erdahl. Jamie Erdahl. Thank you. Thank you, Will. Um, Jamie Erdahl. I thought did a good job of asking about a specific moment in the game that got that response. But yeah, you're not really gonna get anything but just quick anger at most times, or nothing at all. Yeah. They're gonna be really calm and, and really not say anything. Yeah. Or I felt good about the game, or limit penalties. Yeah, Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee is the master at the halftime interview of just, well, we, we let one get away there. we got to come out and clean some things up, you know, just giving the real quick response. Yeah. I'm not going to go into my Pruitt impression. I'll save that for the midday 180. You can check those <laughs> out on their podcasted episodes on 1045thezone.com and also on Apple Podcasts. Football. Football. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, kind of along those same lines in terms of people who may not know the terminology, let's say it's somebody who doesn't, but they are – hanging out with their boyfriends this weekend or hanging out with a group of guys that do know what they're talking about. They're watching the Notre Dame-Georgia game. Um, what should people be prepared to talk about during the games that they're watching with people who are way more into it than they are? Are you talking about, so for, like, let's say your female yeah. listeners that are yeah. out with the guys, mm-hmm. um, best piece of advice I can give on this, and this is for, I mean, there are going to be guys who are dating girls who are way more into it Yeah. also. Just stay out of it until you know that it's time to interject. Because I think the worst thing you can do, especially when a game's going south, is when you're with someone, if they say the wrong thing at the wrong time in a really intense emotional moment, that's going to be their takeaway from the game. Yeah. You know, like there's all, and everybody's got these relationship stories where something's bad going on and you, like you say something to react and maybe you shouldn't react that way to the game and the person you're with says something to you about it and, and you're just thinking, just not now. Right, yeah. yeah. Like just, there <laughs> are times just to be quiet. You know, not we just not such a nice right day. now. Yeah, you can really, I think, as a boyfriend or girlfriend of someone watching that 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 person's favorite team that you're in a relationship with, you can have a lot of fun just sitting back and and observing them with their friends and watching and really not having to say anything. I think the biggest mistake people make is feeling the need to say something when you really don't have to say anything. I think that's a good point. Yeah, especially like. If I'm watching a game and someone comes up and asks me a question, then I miss a play. Then I'm mad that I have no idea what's going on on the next one if there's a penalty. Like, if you do want to talk, commercials are safe. Yeah. So you're an Arkansas fan, right? Yes. So if your boyfriend's there with you watching Arkansas and he's telling you something about the play happens and you know what happened on the play, but he's saying, boy, that quarterback is terrible. Can't believe they did that right there. Yeah, like, that's going to that's gonna piss you off, yeah, right? Then I'm fired up yelling yes. for 10 minutes. And next thing I know... Two commercials have gone by. We've down 15 to nothing because we suck. And that's it just flies by. And then you just get pissed. It kind of ruins ruins the ambiance yeah. of the fun of watching the game. But, Chad, you bring up a, a really good point about, like, just don't say anything because if you do say something, it might, like, set you off in one direction or the other. Well, then, then suddenly your memory of that game is not my team sucked and lost. Right. It's my team sucked and my girlfriend said the worst possible thing at the worst moment. 
And now I'm mad at her, too. Yeah. Well, and now I kind of want to put together a montage of people telling their stories like that. Like, I'll never forget when, like, for example, um, and this wasn't me. This was me observing something happening in a relationship. And it wasn't necessarily something bad happening at the time. But um, I had a very good friend who um, was dating somebody who was very into Virginia Tech. Mm. And they were watching the game. And everything he said, she mimicked it right afterwards. And I just remember being like, hmm, this is interesting. This I would is not enjoy that kind of person. <laughs> but I think it was also like a, I'm trying to yeah. understand yes. and let it soak in at the same time. So it was like trying to learn at the same time. Trying but, to be supportive. Yeah, trying to be supportive and also show my enthusiasm for Virginia Tech as well. So I had a, uh, I've never told this story before. Ooh, exclusive. Yes, this is a breaking news. I, my college girlfriend at the time, when Tennessee played LSU in 2001, this is when Rohan Davey, starting quarterback for LSU, got hurt. Tennessee was headed to the Rose Bowl to play for a national title. They're up 10 or 13 on LSU, and Nick Saban was that coach at LSU at the time. Matt Mock comes in, who I later became friends with Matt Mock, funny mm-hmm. enough, comes in, beats Tennessee. And as the second half is going on, I am pissed off the whole second half. And I'm sitting there at my buddy's apartment, and we all kind of have, like, our girl we're dating there with right, us. Yeah. And my girlfriend at the time picks this time to start a fight with me. Oh, no. <laughs> and it was like at halftime. I, I broke up with her that at night. At halftime. Yeah, and I mean, I was not even nice about it. I'm just like, I, I look, this is just not working. I don't want to talk to you. That This is always, and I remember telling myself in my head, like, I'm always going to associate right. this just because the week before Tennessee beat Florida, that was the 9-11 year, uh, so they backed the game up to December. Uh, okay. So they beat him the last game of the year, first time Tennessee-Florida played after the Tennessee-Vandy game in December. Travis Stevens has a big game. They come back, and everybody's got roses in their mouth already before oh, the SEC championship, uh, and there's yeah. this big celebration at the track. Students are welcoming the team back, and I'm thinking, boy, this is just awesome. And the next week, of course, they lose to Nick Saban and LSU, and then I break up with my girlfriend for starting a fight. But it's, there's just times you just right. have to understand. Yeah. If, if someone's really into something, yeah. you're never going to understand it if you're not into something silly mm-hmm. equally. Like It could be The Bachelor. Yeah. It, could be, uh, it could be a television show. It could be a sports team. Unless you have that same level of attachment, you're just never going to get it. So don't even try to understand it. And especially don't knock holes in it. Um, you just got to give, give people their space on what that. What was the yeah. fight about? Do you remember? Oh, I don't even remember. I mean, honestly, and I don't want to say too much because I think she right. lives here now with her oh, husband okay. and yeah. kids. Oh, I hope she listens. Yeah, but, I hope she um, listens too. Loyal yeah. listener, actually. We just yeah. covered. <laughs> we'll just, I think you just added an entire family, yeah. probably. Um, She's calling so, in. Her husband's definitely going to listen to this now, too. <laughs> Um, but you're welcome, by the way, funny reasons to <laughs> break up listening. with people, funny reasons to break up with people. Avery, I don't know if you have one, like I broke up with somebody because they X, Y, Z, but I one time broke up with someone because they told me that they didn't find the friends or the office funny. And I was like, oh, that says a lot about their character. It, uh, very much. So I just know that you and I will never get along on our like sarcasm level. I just know it's not going to work. Like you're not going to get me. We're going to be like ships passing in the night. We're never yeah. going to get each other. See, that's a better reason than than one football game, honestly. Well, n- I mean, I not know. really. This that's, was... football's important to you. If someone can't that respect game was very that, important then that's yeah. an important quality in her. She can't respect and honestly, this looking is the back, biggest night of your life to that day. <laughs> you could you could also say that that moment was the beginning of the downfall of Tennessee football. Like if you wanted to go to one moment, yes. it was not going and playing for a second national title in 4 years. And then slowly after that, the crack started to show in Philip Fulmer. And then six years after that, he gets fired. And then, of course, everything that's happened since then. 
So, yeah, I mean, now that I talked this through, I think it was absolutely warranted that I broke Does up with her. Does she know that she's the curse of the Tennessee Vols? I, I think she needs to know. She knows now. now she, uh, knows. she needs to girl. subscribe to Step 1 Learn Sports That's so right. she can hey, learn that. If you're listening, comment on Apple Podcasts and let us know if – you are the curse of the Tennessee Vols. Yeah, but please let us know. you got to know yeah. when to be quiet. I mean, I think that's yes. that comes with reading a room. Yes. Clearly, the, the clearly, you're, clearly the guy that you were talking to or whatever that did not understand friends in the office mm. doesn't know how to read a room. No. But you got to know how to read the room you're in. If you're around a bunch of diehard fans, just shut up. Yeah. If you're not into it as much and they're getting upset or mad, just kind of back away. If they ask for an opinion... You can give them the opinion, but there are good times just to step away. I think we're going to label this episode "No When to Be Quiet." That's right. <laughs> it's I'm telling you, it's uh, you can get a long way in life by knowing when to be quiet. Coming from a man that talks for a living, yeah, that's going to be I'm my glad memoir. That you know that. <laughs> my memoir, "No When right. to Be Quiet." I talk a lot, but if you know when to be quiet, you can get a long way in life. <laughs> Autobiography by yes. Chadwick Withrow, a memoir, <laughs> as Chris Jenner would say. Um, so we know that you're a big Backstreet Boys fan. Yes. Uh, having just gone to see them when they were here in Nashville a couple weeks ago. Yep. First of all, we have to know, how was the concert? Was it everything that you wanted oh, it to be? Oh, it was great. I um, I should give you guys the video of me and my high school buddies I think we need singing it. some of the hits yeah. we need that it you to can like, tweet out. I've not, I've not shared it anywhere, but I'm, I may allow you to do that. We need it for we'll promote our content yeah. of this yeah. podcast. It was, um, so I have one buddy, uh, Rich, Richard. Who um, uh, we some people call him Rich, some people call him Richard. He's way into it, and I'm like so into it. He's a very stylish guy. Uh, we posted a picture of it, but he's like hair is always perfect. Nice. He's wearing like a V-neck white tee, and he's got Ooh, like the dog tag. Yeah, thing. that's trendy. He's got yes. like uh, you know stylish designer basketball shoes on, and like tapered jeans at the bottom. And he's 37, like I am, which is is funny to me. Uh, not you know obviously not to him, but he I mean he was way into it. Really, everyone that was in the suite. But here's the funniest part of the dynamic of uh, we were in the Two Rivers Ford suite. It was me and three of my buddies and, like, 12 women, right? It was, like, two guys who brought their wives for their birthday and all their friends. So they're in the back, like, making fun of the Backstreet Boys, and we're right there in the mosh pit (laughs) with all these ladies, like, yeah, yeah, man, this is really just girly. And and we're just, you know, know, we're singing along. to And and we're, like, we're going to the deep tracks, right? Uh Like, we know every song. We're going off the Millennium album. We're going you know, you the guys... newer stuff. We didn't know the new stuff. Well, I was going to ask, say that. did they play a lot of new stuff? Yeah. No, it was it was mainly, they played a couple, and that was okay. kind of the time to go get yeah. a drink. But Stay it was mainly you know. the hits. And also, you, you realize there's no band. I didn't realize until like three-fourths of the way through, like, I... they're just playing off a track. They may <laughs> yeah. not even be singing. But they're up there, and they're that kind of moving around. Sense, they're all in their late 30s, early 40s now. Mm-hmm. So they're sort of moving around, but so, not like they once moved yeah, around. A little well slow. for their age. But it was great. I mean, it was it was really good. It was very entertaining. Did There's, young Chad see them at one point, or was that your first time ever seeing no, them? No. So the one boy band I saw back in, I want to say, 99, I was in high school, and uh, at then Adelphia Coliseum, now Nissan Stadium, mm-hmm. sync played with Cisco. Ooh, the thong song. What a combo. Yeah, what Cisco. I don't know if Cisco ever made another uh, track other than Thong Song. What he a but he did play alive. the Thong Song that night. And yeah, we saw him at, uh, it was it was entertaining. Oh, 16 year old Chad. I can see you bopping along. My to little it. cousin danced with NSYNC that night. He was, in a, local, he was in a local dance troupe. Oh. And they picked them because of a video they made. They had like a contest. Yeah. And they got to dance with NSYNC on stage. And they he was Justin Timberlake. I was just so they say, all mimicked yeah. like people in front of him, and he was dancing with Justin Timberlake. Oh, what a keep, dream! Like, did he, did he oh, talk he, about I mean, how good JT was? He was 
I did. I, you know, I don't. I haven't talked to him about it honestly, but he was great. I mean, he was just a really good dancer. Yeah, but JT at that age, his hair looked like uh, ramen noodles. Yeah, it's he like it's it. every friend of mine in high school had the exact same hair. Really? Oh yeah, it was terrible. Frosted tips. It was an awful time for for hair. God. Okay, so we talked about the good part of the Backstreet Boys. Have you heard the most recent headline? Nick Carter seeking a restraining order against Aaron Carter because Aaron says. This is a quote that Nick is saying that Aaron said thoughts about wanting to kill Nick's pregnant wife and unborn child. First of all, congrats for having another baby. Thank yes. you. Yes. Yes. yes, I love that segue. By yes. the way, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no restraining order yet no. uh, yes. from my wife on that, which is good. I have not heard that story. That is um, that is quite troubling. Uh, something else on a lighter note that was troubling: Brian Latrell of mm-hmm. Backstreet Boys yes. had his son open for Backstreet Boys. Okay, what? country music star yes. here in Nashville. Yes. I saw them in their like big black Hummer driving around in the Gulch, and I was like, "It's a straight over, goes, Florida Georgia Brian. line knockoff." I it's basically it what he's be. going for. Dang, I had no but idea. But he was out there, and I'm thinking Latrell, and I, I forget the kid's first, maybe I, Bailey. I, yeah, I don't know what his son's. Oh yeah, that actually sounds Bailey familiar. Latrell, I think it might maybe? be ba- Bailey. Yeah, I see Latrell. Oh, like, maybe I, I have heard that name. Pretty yeah. sure it's Brian Latrell and Backstreet Boys. And then you know, a, a one quick Google search, and I'm like, "Oh, this is Brian's son." Uh huh. So like, that's a what a way to get your music out there do though. You that you can in, go, you can go tour with Daddy. Yeah. And do you intend to band. bring your daughters on? Uh, Chad has two daughters. Yeah. One fresh out the womb. Uh, well, I'm glad you asked because I'm actually going to make the announcement that I'm going to start a podcast with Evie starting next. <gasps> no, I'm, I'm joking. Oh my gosh! Not. I just got so oh excited. I love Evie. She has the best thoughts. That would be a great podcast. I'm weird about. Kids being on air. You're Understood. not going to be like PK and exploit Simon. Exactly. You're not yeah. going to be like well, Marshall Clay, Mathers. Clay and Travis. Exploit yes. Yes. Much worse about that. That's true. Paul actually gets on. I, I can say this because I'm friends with both, but he hates the fact that Clay will post, like, he'll bring one of his sons on his TV show yeah. to sit in his lap and, like, post a lot of pictures of him. Paul, to his credit, only will post pictures of Simon or anything with him on his private accounts. Mm. So I'm, I'm a lot closer to that. I'm to not as it. extreme. As Paul with that, but I am weird about. Uh, I want, I, I want to make sure privacy is had. I guess. And Clay has all boys, and PK only has the one son, and you have two girls. Yeah, that's also a bummer. Um, no, I'm just kidding. No. Are you prepared to? Uh, no, I mean, go no to one's, jail for no, them. Yeah, no one's prepared. Yeah, I'm prepared to die. Yeah. Someone <laughs> else better be prepared to die. <laughs> For them. Uh, I also fear that Evie, with her personality, would take my job if I put her on a microphone. Oh, she has. Starting yeah. at a young age. Oh, so she's I'm, so I don't, vibrant. I don't want that to happen either. Yeah, wait she's till so you get your Coach Mack loves her. Yeah, oh, she loves, and Coach, she loves Mack. Coach Mack. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, so we've had Coach Mack on. Yes. Maybe we'll have Evie on this guy platform. Guy just like one just shot of her? energy at all times. Do you think you'd be her agent? Like, do you think we could have her on? Oh. I bet Coach Mack would represent her. <laughs> I think I would trust you ladies to have her on at some point. All right, Evie. You just quiz her about what's going on in her life. Now you, it's fifty-fifty with her. She's she's very rarely shy, but when you put a mic on her, she always wants to be filmed too. Oh, okay. So whatever she says something funny, she's like, "Dad, f- uh, video oh. at this time, record it so I can watch you back if she she's says a, a joke or star. something." But it has to be her decision, right? Yes. Yes. Like if you put her on the spot and she's not ready, she'll get shy on you. But if she's ready to go, then and she calls for the mic, look out. I would say that that's another piece of relationship advice from this episode. Let the girl think it's her decision right make her feel like she's in control like hey this place has a great new grilled chicken salad she wants to go to eat yep they also margarita happen (laughs) to have 1900 tvs in there so you you know bottomless mimosas at double dogs in hillsborough village nothing has calories in it do you want to go yeah you want some vodka water so going back to this that like the time allocation Mm -hmm. that's key with the relationship stuff just pick the time of day you're, you know you're going to be watching your team. 
and then pick a three-hour block around that. So let's say your team plays at 2.30, and there's a good game on at 11 a.m. You go with that. Or if there's a great game on at 7 and your team plays at 2.30, go with 2.30 to 10 or whatever it may yeah. be. Then you plan the whole morning together or the whole night together. Yeah. You can always go to a place that has televisions on in the background. And I don't think many people really sit there and watch 14 hours of football. Not actually. You know who sits there and watches 14 hours of football? Married guys. Mm. Yeah. That have that are trying to get away from their families. <laughs> yeah, they're using And trying to get away escape. from responsibility and work. They're like, I've got to watch this. Yeah. Guys who are single or dating. Yeah, they're or, not. They're, they're, they're wanting, on a tin roof. Yeah, they're wanting to get out. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to sit there You're right. all day and, and they're watch. They're social. They're exploring. I mean, I don't know. I've seen some setups where they've got, like, three TVs and their laptop set up. Yeah. No, don't date those guys. It's a, it's a little much. It's a little much. But there's also, you know, there's five other days in the week. True. Six. Well, I'm, I'm talking Sundays, too. I'm oh, assuming yes. they got the laptops out, then they're going fantasy oh, football, yeah. looking that's, at that yes, also. that's true. But, you know, you've Thursday got, you've got five other days. If they're not big into high school football, which I hope they are, but if they're not, yeah. you've got Friday night. I mean, there's a lot of different things that can go on here. I would I would say we've do, done all relationship advice for women. For the men that listen. I love that I'm giving relationship advice for women, by the way. I know. Hey, I'm here for it. from a very successful This is, uh, this is the most in, inappropriate thing I've ever done is to tell women how to get along. <laughs> no, hey, Let me I tell you what's wrong it. with you girls yeah. out there that are listening. <laughs> we appreciate you it. You just need to shut up. and I'm just joking. No, I'm, I'm not saying that. For you guys, Wednesday night. Not a single football game on. Plan a date night every Wednesday night. Whatever you want to do. Trivia, book club, whatever. I don't know. Me and my boyfriend just watch Friends or repeatedly like, and football. So it's my best of both worlds for me. But or anything like, you want to do. A long car ride where you can listen to our latest episode because we release every ep- episodes on uh, every Wednesday. Maybe an even longer car ride when you can listen to Midday 180 in the middle of the day. There yeah. you go. Or Take, take joy in what the other person likes. Yes, I like right. That. Yes, like whatever Invest. it is. Like if it's if it's uh, if it's a girl that's with a guy's into football or a girl's into watching Friends. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you enjoy the other person being in a good mood, which I don't know anyone that's in a relationship that doesn't like the person they're with to be in a good mood. Yeah, break up with them. Then if enjoy that's that part of it, right? Yeah. Like don't dampen the good mood. That's exactly. These are all pretty simple principles in life. One people want to be happy and not mad. Yeah, it's ultimately. as simple as that. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of people don't think that way. But you heard it here first from Chit Chad. Be happy, not mad. Um, Chad, because we have you in studio with us today, we do a segment at the end of every episode called No Dumb Questions. Okay. Um, because we've all been in that situation where, kind of like you said, if you don't know, don't say anything, but then send us your question later if you have it, and we'll answer it for you. Well, because we have you here, we kind of thought it would be perfect to ask you the question and let you answer it live and in studio. Okay. Um, Okay, so our question this week comes from Amanda in St. Louis. It is, what is the method to selecting a bowl game? And my guess is that she means, how does your team get a bowl game or how do they decide which team plays where? That's what what I took out of that. Yeah, so... um Everyone, everyone here is into the Bachelor, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like a Bachelor pool. Do you like pick like a draft of like yeah, your contestants? Bachelor. Uh-huh, so I'm if into you this. do that, it's it's the same concept with bowls. They take every team that's got at least six wins. Certain bowls have different criteria, but essentially there's rules within each conference. For instance, a team with six wins can't pass a team with eight wins on the chart. But between seven and eight, you can pick whoever you want. So these bowls, they work out like a draft system, almost like a fantasy draft. You know, it can go in the SEC from Sugar Bowl to Chick-fil-A Bowl to Music City Bowl on down. And you go through and you pick from the conference who you want that's bowl eligible. 
and you do that for business reasons, hey, this fan base is excited and will travel, matchup reasons with the other conference, whatever it may be. But those bowls just get sit there, and with the teams that are available from their conference partnerships, they pick one after the other. And if you're low man on the totem pole, you're left with whoever's there. If you're the Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana, you're picking last. You're getting the last six-win SEC team that no one else wants and whoever else you're playing or whatever conference you're playing. It's really that simple. Wins and losses. Does that, does that make sense? Oh, yeah. yeah. Get to six wins of your college, and the Bulls decide after that based on their conference affiliation. Yeah, not necessarily team decision, all bowl decision. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amanda, you can uh, tweet at us and let us know. Also, big announcement, we are also on Instagram now. Same handle as Twitter, at S1LS Podcast. Uh, we might follow you back. Yeah, had to give you that little plug. Um, you can listen to Chad Withrow every single day on 104.5 The Zone, either live on your radio dial, live on the digital stream, a.k.a. the Internet, or you can catch his new podcast, Chit Chad, which is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 104.5 The Zone podcast page. Am I missing any? I think that's it. I think you got them all. Yeah. Latest episode with Joe Baker, the founder of Old Smoky Moonshine and Yeehaw. Ooh. Big Interesting fan. guy. So check that out if you have uh, a chance to. Those, After you get done listening to this. And pour yourself a uh, stiff Bloody Mary with moonshine, their moonshine, moonshine in, infused pick ta- pickles. Yes. Pigtails. Yes. Pigtails. <laughs> moonshine pigtails. Moonshine pigtails. Pickles. Moonshine infused pickles. That They are fantastic. Um, Chad, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been fun. I'll come on here anytime and give women relationship advice. Okay? I, we're going to rebrand the podcast. Who that's, needs sports? That's my new thing. I just come on and I chastise women for their role in relationships every week. Relationship um, where can they follow you? It's at Withrow Zone. At Withrow Zone uh, on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Instagram. I think it's at Chad underscore Withrow. Uh, at Midday 180 also. You can yep. follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all those great things. We're not on Snapchat, though. Ah, Probably shoot. for the best. That's all right. Room, yes. room for growth. Always three married men. Midday one eighty. Midday one eighty on Snapchat could be a problem. <laughs> uh, and thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Step One Learn Sports. Remember, Avery and I are filling in for Jason Martin on Wednesday, September twenty fifth, from six to seven on one zero four five The Zone. Be dropping a new episode right when we go on air. Literally right when we go. Yeah. On. So as soon as you get done listening to us from six to seven live, you can then listen to our new episode next week. Totally right new after content. that. That's right. Brand new content. We promise. We will try not to repeat any content. Yeah. Yeah. Um. In the meantime, subscribe, rate, review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and also now on Instagram at S1LS Podcast. Don't forget to send us your hashtag No Dumb Questions. Uh, don't interrupt your boyfriend while he's watching a game. Be respectful. Producer Will Bowling in the house. He'll likely be with us off and on throughout the rest of the season. You know, we're going all football season once a week, every single Wednesday. Yeah, thank you. All right, we're out of here.